All right, hello and welcome to the Horror Hour, the place we discuss, we debate, we disagree on all things horror. I'm one of the co-hosts here, Yutaka. Hello. And today I'm really excited because um, we have a special guest. Uh, I've got to read his book. And I'm sure some of you have also uh, seen several of his films, if not more. Uh, and that is Chet Czar. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I really no. appreciate it. Thank you for coming on to the show. And um, you all, seriously, first off, we need to talk about uh, <laughs> this this beast, this mammoth, because it is really badass. I know it's you can kill someone with that thing if you, you hit him over the head. With you know that. what? When this came in the mail, I didn't know. I was like, what did I get? I'm sitting here thinking, like, oh, God, is this an ambient purchase? And then I, I opened I'm like, I mean, I, I, I want to talk about the craftsmanship, though, because, I mean, this, this hardcover and then this. I know. Like, this just so takes nice. me back. <laughs> like the um, old um, encyclopedias, which this is mm -hmm. in a sense. Kind um, of, yeah, the idea. And what I really love, um, I love that you also don't really define at times what dystopia is. And that's what I think is really great. But I think my favorite thing, as um, we'll get into it, is just trying to find just actually any of the the paintings in here because that's yeah. the best thing about this they're all towards the back yeah you talk about your artwork though too and then also give the description mm -hmm. of i mean I, I guess my first thing is really what brought this book about <laughs> like this is it, it, it's, it's so detailed and yeah it's a it's it's a trip it's really weird because when i started painting you know i was in the makeup effects industry for like 15 years at that point and i and i ended up leaving it because i wanted to do my own artwork and mm -hmm. i was sort of trying to figure out okay what do i want to paint what do i want to do and i sort of settled on these monster portraits and i was really happy with that got got that going and then i just painted uh purely out of my subconscious intuition kind of like the way you do as uh, as children where you're not thinking really about what you're doing okay. you're just doing it for fun and yes. so because i was like i came out of a a commercial art job really which is what makeup effects is mm -hmm. where you're being art directed and stuff like that and so i was like okay i want this to be pure i want this to be real i've been in a commercial environment for 15 years or 20 years or whatever it was and it's like i want this to be real art so what am I going to do? And and it was monsters without thinking about it, without having any kind of meaning. It just going on this weird kind of cosmic, I don't know, being directed or, or I don't know. It's, you know, art is weird. It's like you just tune into this thing and you just paint and you just paint what you think looks cool. And that's it. And so I had done that for at this at the, uh, the point where this book started probably 10. 10 or 15 years, 15 years, maybe into my art career. I have all this artwork. Uh, uh, my friend, Mike Carell was making this documentary about me called Chet Czar. I like to paint monsters. It's on Tubi. It's on Tubi for free. Um, <clears throat> and we, it, we started noticing like people were saying, you know, your creatures look like they all belong in the same environment. They look mm -hmm. like they're related. They all look like they're part of this, world that doesn't look like our world and so and people had been telling me that um for years as well i wasn't thinking about it i was just painting and having fun <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway while making the documentary we started talking about because uh, mike would interview me about my life and my career and blah 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 and um it just became apparent that 
through these interviews and through other people's reflections, and my friend Christopher Ulrich, who's a great artist, also he was like, "You got to do a book of your of your paintings and do it like a dungeon master guide or you know like a field guide," and and you know that got me thinking about it. So anyway, long story short, we decided to do this book. Mike's also a writer; uh, he's a really good writer. So and I'm I can't really write very well, uh, but I have so so anyway. <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm, trying to make it, I'm trying to make it short. No, honestly, that's so cool. All... To, I already have things I'm going to call back okay, to what you're okay. talking about because this is awesome. <laughs> okay, I'm almost done. But this is the weird part. This is where it gets good. He started asking me about these paintings on camera for the documentary. And I started realizing that I knew all of these things about these characters that I had no idea when I was painting them. Like I knew this guy's a bad guy. I knew this this painting over here. This guy's a good guy. This guy's scared. That thing in the back, he's kind of running from. I like knew all these weird details about the the paintings, and I didn't even know that I knew them until he interviewed me. And so we decided, you know, the way we'll write the book is he'll interview me about every single painting, and then I will just give him the for sure things I know about the paintings. Certain aspects, I don't know what they mean yet, and I may never, but. So he wrote down everything I said about each painting that I knew for sure. And then we compiled all of the for sure information. And then we started noticing, okay, there's like uh, uh, different territories these people live in. Like some people all live in this one place you're talking about with these weeds and it looks like nighttime all the time. And these other people live in these mountain areas. And so then it was, and, and like, uh, these are like a certain class of person you know, this is like royalty over here. They kind of are the ruling class. And it was so weird because none of this was planned. It was all just like what I knew about the paintings. So then Mike, with the information I gave him through the interviews, just started writing it out like a descriptive text. And, you know, the idea was like, let's make this field guide, an art book that's disguised as a field guide and pretend like dystopia is this real place. And we only know a little bit about it. Because we really do. It's like whatever I knew about the paintings, that's all we know about dystopia yet. And and as I paint more, I I learn more about dystopia. So it's like I can keep doing this my the rest of my life to learn more about this place that, you know, this alternate uh reality that I'm painting. So that's kind of the basic premise. I well, first off, I um one of the things that you called out, and I love that you said that, because as soon as I started turning the pages and I was going through this, you said it was like a, a Dungeon Master's Guide. I love right. Dungeons and Dragons. So yeah, I was, when I was going through it, I was like, holy shit. And <laughs> I, I really, monster no, manual is like, like my favorite I, thing ever. I, I mean, like when you were calling <laughs> out these regions and then you see all the, when you're talking about the class and the type, like it, you all, if if you do, if you love Dungeons and Dragons, and yes. like, yes. Uh, that's <laughs> I didn't even think about Monsters Guide. Yeah, I was sense. raised on that. That was one of my favorite books when like, I was a kid. That's what's so fascinating about this because also too, I, I love art. And so when I see that, I mean that you came up with these these paintings, and as I can see them behind you, like it it <laughs> squeal with glee because uh <laughs> like I will randomly, I should tell you, like I will reach out to people when I see their art. And mm -hmm. I'm like, do you do commissions? Like, so I had, for me, I had somebody paint like one of my favorite Japanese artists. And like, I, I, and so then I have like somebody who does like Marvel art for me. Like, it's mm -hmm. just 
And so I'm looking at this the entire time. I'm like, I gotta see if it also he does like paintings and little commissions because <laughs> like I would frame this shit. That's what. That's what. Like, oh my god! I again. When I see this, because now as I go through this book, the other my, the first thought I had too is like, now I want an animated series. I want to oh, see yeah. more because like, oh my Me god, too. that's what like, I want. Look, I'm at, thinking like, like a love, death, and robot style. Oh my series god, of that. that's my dream. That's my ultimate dream. If I hope that that can happen, I'm not counting on it, but that would be amazing to me. My mind's like blown. <laughs> that would be wild and so right. fascinating because, again, this world that you built, I, I love that it's just so. I, you know, it, I like that you said there are certain characters that are scared or, you know, because mm-hmm. I, at first I was like, God, these are all evil people or right. evil beings. And as you're going through, I'm like, you're looking at the art, you're looking at what you're telling me about it. And I'm just like, this is deeper than I was expecting. Yeah, which someone... I love even more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some I'm you know a lot of them. If you look, a lot of them are are uh, some of them are monstrous and horrible and look pretty evil. But some look like kind of innocent and kind of scared and like you feel bad for them, which is what I love. I love like creating the sense of empathy mm-hmm. for monsters because you know there's a part I think you know. On some level, we all kind of feel that way, our insecurities. We feel oh, yeah. like the monster and we're, you know, we try and act like we're not, but, you know, <laughs> we're human. So, <laughs> so they really are kind of like, you know, human, they're analogies for people in a way, you know? No, I totally, I agree. Um, also, <laughs> I, I, how, I mean, again, because these are tons of paintings. So how long does it typically take though to also... You know, just I'm again, the fact that I'm looking at this and even I, it's just so detailed that you're able to also get that within the book, like these images. And so mm-hmm. how long did that process take um, one to paint them, but then to also get them? I mean, the again, the quality in this book is. Yeah, that's that's it's insane. Uh, the paintings, you know, they can take anywhere from a couple days to two weeks. It's really it depends, you know, uh, you write, right. You're, you, you write, don't you write your writer? Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Like, okay. But I mean, in my, in my head, yes, but no, <laughs> not professionally or anything like that. I know it doesn't, I don't mean professionally, but I mean, if you do, you know, you do something creative, you know, it's like, it's not always the same. You can't, it's, or you so create a true. podcast. Sometimes yeah, no. they take longer to edit. Sometimes it take their, they just click. It's like mm-hmm. that with any creative act. So it's, it's always um, different, but um, the book was kind of a nightmare and I'm so happy it's over because it took about five years to get it done because we, we got the kicks, we kickstarted it, mm-hmm. got it funded for a lot of money. It was like, it was really successful. And then all of a sudden I could not visualize the book and I'm a visual person. I couldn't see it and I just struggled. So I was like, you know, doing all the, the, uh, I don't know, busy work of getting the, uh, the images to the, mm-hmm. to the graphic designer and this and that, but I could not see the layout. I couldn't imagine it. And every time, you know, we, Mike and I were working together on it, we'd make some progress. Then I'd be like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta earn some money. So I gotta stop and I gotta, do some paintings and it just went like that for about 
three and a half years. And then it just, and then I, at one point I printed all my paintings out on crappy printer paper and I was like <laughs> taping them together, trying to just get an idea of what it would look like. Oh, and wow. I, and like so a I storyboard? Yeah, basically like a storyboard for oh, this wow. book. And so then at that point, and Mike, you know, was doing all of the text for me and he was trying to help me, but it's like, I just couldn't, I couldn't envision it. I kept getting interrupted. I kept having to make money to live on, blah, blah. Finally, it clicked three and a half, four years later. And then from that point, you know, we probably, it was maybe from start to finish a year to get it done and then edited and printed. And it ended up being twice as long as I had planned. Like I, it was only supposed to be half the thickness, but I uh, made a mistake and I was counting one page for, for every oh. two pages on the PDF. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the PDF and it said, you know, this many pages. I was like, okay, so because I was trying to get to 200, it ended up being like, I was oh, there's two pages for every one. So now that we're, all, we're at 400 pages now, I was like, oh my God, well, I got to go for it. People are been waiting for five years in this thing so i might as well make it like this thick jam-packed tome you know so i just went with it and yeah finally came out so and then and mackie mackie osborne but, but let me mention uh oh. she was a graphic de designer she's responsible for how cool it looks um she's she's wife of buzz osborne from the band the melvins i don't know if you know know the melvins but i um, don't but i will research that later because i'm curious they were like <laughs> Nirvana's favorite band. They're like this amazing underground. They were. Shit. Yeah, they were like. I need to research that out. Definitely. They're, they're amazing. <laughs> they're amazing. That's awesome. Anyway, so uh, yeah, and she's great. She does a lot of stuff for the Melvins. And um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's how it happened. It was a I, fun nightmare. I mean, <laughs> granted, it may have been a nightmare, but I'm curious. How do you feel that it turned out? Oh, I love it. It's better than I could have. I mean, it's. For all the suffering I went through, I'm so happy. It's like better than I could have imagined, really. I'm really, really happy with it. Like, this is also the, this haunts my nightmares. I will show you this one because every time it's no matter what, too, I swear <laughs> if I will just like open the book at times, <laughs> it comes to this, this <laughs> motherfucker. And this, this image Underworld. is amazing, but haunts me. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, but, so that's what, <laughs> this is just to me i like it was funny when i was showing my other co-host like what and like i'm like sitting here holding it like this and, like you guys don't understand like this thing is just you put so much into it and again quality in terms of just construction but then that these images and that that man that haunts me that image <laughs> every time like i go guys i'll show somebody else this and, and like I'm like it just it always turns to that page. I can't help uh, it. That's funny. <laughs> I appreciate it. That's, that's, that's nice of you. I painted that. Do you know Alex Gray by any chance? The artist Alex Gray. Mm -mm. He's, this is new for me. This this yeah. world. So uh, okay, he's worked with Tool, a band that I I did a lot of stuff with Tool. He's done a lot of stuff with Tool, and um, I was actually live painting at one of his events he had in L.A. when I painted that picture. So um, it is up. kind of like it's and it's funny because it's subconsciously shaped like an Alex Gray, a really famous Alex Gray painting where it kind of the head goes. So I kind of accidentally ripped him off with that one, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a big fan. So his I, isn't his isn't <laughs> ugly and weird like this isn't his isn't creepy. <laughs> I, wow, that's that's even just the idea of just being in the room as you're painting that and to see that come to life. 
that's yes. uh, as just seeing people create art to me is just fascinating and amazing. Yeah, me and too. so those lucky I, I'm, bastards I'm a... who were like in that room. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I never think of it like that. <laughs> I'm just trying to like get in the moment and not notice that people are staring at me. You know, it's like, <laughs> okay. It, you know, it's like you're doing, you have to concentrate, but you know, people are looking at you. It's really its own kind of skill to paint in front of people because painting is such a solitary thing. Normally I'm in my studio by myself. And... Um, You know, no, I was never to that level. Like my, my older sister was like, we used to, uh, one of my uh, art teachers growing up after school would always have like, um, like paid, like learning, like you could actually in their studio. And, but I mean, there would be maybe like 20 or 30 of us and we'd be there for like an hour, hour and a half. And she'd help us with the sketches and all this. And then we would, uh, you know, acrylic paint and all that. But I always find that like, it's, it is like nobody talked. So yeah. the idea of that, <laughs> Like in front of like I get like even before this, like, I get anxiety, all of that. So the idea mm. of being in front of all those people and being able to produce like that's yeah, it's that's mind blowing. Uh yeah. It's 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 a skill you have to develop. Like because I was I'm like the sh or not as much anymore, but I was the shyest person I'd ever met growing up as a young adult, even so shy, painfully shy. And I just had to get over it. Like I just had to keep putting myself in situations where I would uh, be confronted with it. So I could get, build the skill of not being, or being able to talk to people and not, you know, just clam up. So um, it was one of those things. I just did it because, you know, I had to do it as part of my career. Uh, and, and it was, scary and hard so i like made myself do it and you know you feel good about yourself when you can overcome those things and get better at them you know no, I, I i guess i could say the same about you know when uh the, my co-host like you want to start a podcast i'm like i don't know about that <laughs> oh i know i was the same way <laughs> like I, uh, as you said, I, I think before this, you also mentioned you have a podcast that um, is uh, fairly new like we are. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's called the Dark Art Society podcast. I started it. Um, I think it's over five years old, actually. We just we're not on YouTube. We're, well, the, ah, the, new, the okay. YouTube channels uh, new. We've, we're on like episode 271 now. So I got some I've catching got up to do. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i just we've been doing it every week so i, I started with the, mike Carell, the guy who directed the documentary the guy who wrote the text in the book for me and um he had to leave around episode 80 so it was, it was us like talking about horror movies about horror literature things we're interested spirituality stuff like that and um then he left and i was like i can't talk by myself i'm just not <laughs> that kind of guy <laughs> so i started hitting up my friends the other artists that primarily are kind of dark artists like myself but but we i have all kinds of artists on um and so it's an interview show so every week there's a new kind of dark artist talking about you know we talk about horror movies i have had people that uh worked on horror movies and friends of mine from the effects industry said some all kinds of big names and stuff on it so it's it's pretty cool it's pretty cool people love it so 
Uh, I mean, I clearly, if it's still going for, I, I will fully admit to like, you know, uh, not doing proper research because I did not know about the podcast. Like my favorite thing, like I love when we do our podcast cause we, we get filthy, we're gutted, we're rotted kind of thing. But on the, on the other side, like we do have another aspect and that's, um, I love just interviewing people. So mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite things just to listen to other people interview. So that's why I'm yeah. like, I can't believe I didn't know about this, especially other artists, but in oh, the horror genre. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I will be listening because that, that, that's my favorite thing is just getting t- to, to, um, interact with others in the industry or just who right. love horror because right. So much of horror, like when I look at your paintings, I think they're incredible and beautiful, but I could see others be like, oh, that's that's not for me or that's twisted or (laughs) like they get the like horror has such a stigma when it comes to mental health, which is annoying. And that's actually how we got connected was because of Andrew um, Hawkins. And so I I just so when I see this book, like it's now. Um, like I was reading this at night and like, which again, maybe I probably shouldn't have done at times because <laughs> some of these images will look them after you, but it's just like, I just found this as such a, a good read, but also just like visually it's stunning. Oh, thank um, you. Thank so you. that's why the idea of you just getting to speak with others and the oh, yeah. just other artists, um, like yourself and getting to talk about that. Yeah. We get re- really into the weeds about why people like why do we like horror movies why do we like dark stuff oh, i just had a guy that. named uh, brandon grafius super cool super cool guy he is a biblical scholar he's a professor and he's a horror movie fan hardcore yes he's called that himself, is... he says he's a pro- progressive christian and he's he's like totally cool he's all he's like his church is all about lgbtq yeah and and he's like super cool awesome and he but he like he knows the bible inside now and he's like the bible and horror movies are functioning in a similar way because they are taking issues that people have to deal with in life and they're kind of helping them process them oh it's So it's like he's he's raising the level of what horror is. And for us, horror is that we don't need someone Mm -hmm. to tell us that. But for other people, who don't get it. You know, so he wrote a book called Lurking Under the Surface. That's really good. And he gives examples of horror movies and how they relate to biblical stories. It's crazy. (laughs) That now that I will. That's also insane. I'm going to have to. He's really cool. What is that He's called really... again? I'm... Uh, lurking, lurking under the surface. I can send you a link. Yeah, no, I need a holy <laughs> shit. That's that's fascinating. Yeah. Um. I mean, because I will always say like I'm spiritual. I do believe in religion. Same. Yeah. But I I've I've never gotten like so deep into it like to so that's I always just wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Because yeah, that's the other. I'm like I've always been very spiritual since i was a kid mm-hmm. and and um uh and, but i've always had this love of horror at the same time but it's like i'm not that i'm not what you'd think people think if you like horror movies you're a weirdo yeah like super animal lover i don't eat meat i haven't eaten it for like 30 years because i love animals so much i'm like you know i'm a nice person you know it's like and i think most horror people are like that most people i know that are into horror are sweet nice 
kind people. So it's an awful stigma, to be honest. I know. I, I know. It's weird. Uh, I mean, because uh, that's one of the things I will say is, um, you know, horror in general is what helps me or like I've learned so many things. I mean, I know I joke about it, but seriously, if a zombie apocalypse ever happened, <laughs> I can manage. Oh, and yeah. My wife and I talk about this all the time. If, to be honest, <laughs> I'll bring up the movie, actually, which is very fascinating now. I mean, because we're still still technically in a pandemic, but Contagion, that's a horror right. film, in my opinion. Yeah. But when all of this started and people were like, well, now I got to deal with just me or my thought, like, I was like, I've, I've been doing that for years. I'm, Same I'm, here. right? I'm like, <laughs> I mean, this sucks. We can't do anything. It sucks what's happening with the world. But I was just like, I can I can manage because Holy. of what the, the skills I have from horror. hundred percent. And so it's it's very fascinating. And so I. Oh, my God. I yeah, I will be. Uh, so you film. <laughs> so you record this weekly. So I, yeah. I mean. Wow. How do you find that? Because that's hard for us as well. I know. So it's, I, I, I'm like, actually <laughs> I'm taking next week off, I think, because I'm just like, I got to take every once in a while. I got to take a week off. I, it's like we started it and it immediately got this. You know, it's not the biggest podcast in the world, but it's like it has this core audience mm-hmm. uh, uh, and we have a Patreon. So it's like there's people that really love the podcast. So I kind of feel like you know, obligated at this point because people love it so much. They because people really dig it. The whole little community has started around it. I mean, that and was I'll the I'll link that down below too. Oh, like the awesome. Patreon, all of that because oh, thank you. Uh, that's what's so great about the horror community. I know, right? I, like that's awesome. I this, mean, the, the idea with the with the podcast and the dark art society was like, okay, we because there's a whole group of people that paint crazy stuff like this, right? Dark art. And um, there's a lot of them and people love it. know this. <laughs> yes. People. That's the thing. People love it. I started going to um, tattoo conventions like 10 years ago, showing my work because tattoo people are into it. Oh, I tattoo, bet. Tattoo artists are into it big time. And I realized like, wow, there is a huge underground of people that love dark art. And there's a lot of painters that do create dark art. But we're completely marginalized and not taken seriously by like any established art establishment at all. And so the idea with the the dark art side was like, okay, let's start this podcast and kind of try and build just a point where everyone could come together. We could sort of like build our self-esteem that we're not crazy, that there is other people that like this kind of artwork and that we're all we're good. We're not weirdos. We're like cool people. We're cool, good weirdos in the good sense. And um, and that's kind of what happened is like we built this whole little community around it. And it's like very um uh connected. It's horror adjacent, horror movie adjacent, and just like Andrew. Andrew's that's why I met Andrew's is through this whole thing. Is through that's... well from my artwork, but I mean he's he he he's uh been on the podcast before and you know it's like he's part of the community. I mean, that's like, ah, this is almost going to make me tear up just hearing how amazing, like, the whole (laughs) community is so large, yet it always feels so small, like a family. Right. And we all do our best to, like, protect one another, but also grow and, like, foster incredible talent. So to hear that, oh, my God, like, it's so awesome. I'm very, I'm looking forward to listening to these interviews because oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I enjoy that. I love that you also have that twist, though, of talking about spirituality. Mm, I think yeah. that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah like, I've, 
I've had, you know, Mitch Horowitz, who's a, a really awesome guy. Who's like, uh, uh, you know, uh, new thought guy or, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, 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 the secret type, but he's an occult, occult, uh, expert and not the secret. That's kind of the mainstream one, but like, you know, magic and mm -hmm. manifesting and stuff like that. We've had a lot of discussions and people like that on as well. So it's like, it's funny because it's, it's going a little more in the spiritual direction. So it's like horror, dark art, spirituality. It's like all these things somehow go together. I don't know how, but they, people like it. So I like it. <laughs> if there's like, I mean, it's clearly there's a want and a desire because again, it's, it's, Sounds like it's continually growing. Mm -hmm. It's been going for so long. And I think that's great because, again, I, you know, I can't say I even knew these images or like I seriously would have something like that hanging up. Like, it's funny because like this is actually uh, <laughs> this is not the true House of Wax poster. It's one of uh, a, a Chicago drag queen who redid famous um, horror uh posters and but i love stuff like that and mm -hmm. so that's why when i when i saw this book like when he told me about it i was just like yes yes please i would gladly and <laughs> I, I again guys check out the podcast too because i know i'll be listening to that yeah if you and, search dark art dark art society on youtube it'll come up as well it's at dark art society on youtube we got our handles now so oh finally right yeah <laughs> i, I just and again, too, I as I much as I am visual, like the texture, like there's just I it, know it's really the quality. And then, oh, my God, like, yeah. I, I'm sorry that I'm fanning out over this, but hey, I love like, it. I appreciate it. When when you told me about this, I, I truly was not sure what I to expect. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just like it was just a wonderful surprise. Oh, and that's why, cool. like, I've just like. I I can't <laughs> stop like fawning over it because I it, it's just that. like put yeah. together so well. well thank and you. it just it reminded me just so much of again why I love horror, but it also just because again I haven't seen encyclopedias in ages, but it just brought me back to my childhood. <laughs> and that's when I truly discovered horror as well. And right, I just think right. That's Oh God! So yeah, that's yeah, that's really yeah. amazing about yeah, and that. The, and the and the monster makers guide and the D and D yeah. you know books and it was actually the idea was based on an artist named Wayne Barlow. He's done worked on the Hellboy movies. He's he, I worked with him on the Hellboy on uh, Hellboy one and no Hellboy two. I worked with him on Hellboy two. He's a really amazing artist, and um, he did a book in like 1980, and I was like. 14 or i don't know i was a, a kid i'm pretty old so um same <laughs> and he uh you know look old so it, it, uh he it was like it was called barlow's guide to extraterrestrials and he did aliens from movies like the thing this is in like before the, the re carpenter remake he did like from <gasps> liter literature oh, like he, and he and awesome. stuff from like star trek aliens and and different literature aliens basically and he illustrated them and he wrote he treated it like a field guide like this is what they eat so it's like i got that idea from him because oh, it was such so a cool, cool book when i was a kid and i got him to write the forward to the book because i knew him from working on hellboy so he wrote the forward for me in the very beginning that's one of his paintings in the in the 
the forward and the well, see, I didn't research some of the names in here. <laughs> he's big time. Wayne Barlow. So like, I need to look. He worked on Pacific Rim. He's done all kinds of Guillermo That's... stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's oh, amazing. Oh, I could definitely now see that, too, because this makes me think of Crimson Peak. Yeah, I'm sure he worked. On, he works on all Guillermo stuff. He's he's great. He's amazing. Super cool guy, too. Really. I think that's incredible. Well, and, and oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I just and it's like for me, it was like a childhood dream. I got th this. I was a kid when I read his book and it was so influential to me. And then that I was able to get him to write the forward. It was like there's some cosmic divine intervention <laughs> happening here. As much as it put me through hell, it's like it did come out like so perfect in every way except that it, i suffered for five years for it other than that no. totally totally happy <laughs> they do say like you have to suffer for your art but yeah <laughs> i suffered <laughs> but the fact that again you got to that's incredible yeah so cool. i don't know just the idea of sitting down honestly i i will actually you know i'm about to turn 40 so i feel like i'm getting there but yeah um, <laughs> i'm in i never 50 so oh, well, I'm, I'm way ahead of you that's all right. But I've I've been there. I've been almost but, 30 before. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing is, I never in my wildest dreams ever thought I would get to speak with hor like people who create horror ever like right. this. It, it, it blows my mind. So the idea of that you had somebody who influenced your art and just your passion, like that is awesome. Yeah. Like, there, there's like. If there were like a bucket list item, that would be the top tier thing for me. Right. Like, I I mean. Well, I got to work shit. with him, too. Yeah. On, like, on Hellboy, too. It was it, like, that was amazing to me. I was like, oh, my God, this is like my childhood art hero. <laughs> yes. And I'm working with him as like an equal or not an equal, but like we're peers. You know, we're both working on this movie. It was so cool. Amazing. I, I, I just. Oh, my God. That's. It's fucking fantastic. I don't even know. Like, like, oh my gosh. Um, and speaking of movies, I do have to recall one of the films that you worked on because it's one of my favorites. Um, and I know sometimes remakes, they get like a shitty rap uh, every now and then. Mm. But the Blob remake, in my opinion, is phenomenal. It's a great makeup and great special effects. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And, and I watched it not long ago. It still holds up. I think it's still still a good movie. It's like, oh, see, especially the like, effects are like, wow, there's really cool stuff in there. I think I think it's because it was funny because when I was talking with Andrew, I sent him a gif of the block. Uh, and it was my my favorite scene is like when like the the guy and I think it's in the hospital and the blob and he's reaching out. Mm -hmm. he and I, I think he said you like worked on that one. And I was I, like, I was on set for that. I did the guy's makeup on his face like, when we were shooting that day. <laughs> Y'all, like this is like to me, that's just oh my god, because that movie is oh my god. So again, I was like I was 19. I was young. It was like my first big job. And I started like as a mold maker, just and like sweeping the floor and whatever, because I knew a little bit of everything because I've been studying on my own since high junior high school i started getting into it and um and by the end of it i was given a character and it, that little eddie that jumps out at the end out of the sewer and his mm -hmm. face is kind of stretched that was my guy i got to sculpt it and design it and paint it and um yeah about about halfway through the show or maybe That's a so few cool. months in they realized i knew how to paint because i was good at pretty good at airbrushing so i ended up painting all the blob victims 
and I ended up doing the sheriff outside of the phone booth. His head floats by. <laughs> that was my other gag. And then I see, yeah, and I got to paint almost all the uh, victims. So it was such a great time in my life. It was I so just so fun. starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. It was it was amazing. It was like it was weird. It was like a turning point for me uh, in every way. I really changed right around that time. It's like I took acid for the first time. <laughs> oh I, God! <laughs> I had like major <laughs> spiritual awakenings. I got into punk rock. It was like I started one way, and then I, at the end of it, I was like I looked totally different. <laughs> it was like I kind of found myself during that time. It was really amazing. <laughs> Um, I have to ask that that out if you want. (laughs) You don't have to, but oh no! If if you're okay, I think that's Um, a great story. Like I talk about, yeah, I'm not Um, shy about. What I'd love to know that uh, with with everything, you know, you know, this book, which I again, I'll put the links down below, everyone. Um, you know, and now that you've moved on to the podcast as well, I have to ask, what's been your favorite interview then? Because that's the one I'm going to listen to first. Okay. (laughs) No pressure. You know, I I can't. There's been 271 now. So it's going to, I can't definitely pick the the favorite, but you know, um, that was most memorable for you. How about that? The one that comes to mind, uh, the, the actually the last one was really good. Brandon Grafius, the, the religion and horror one. Okay. I I mean, you sold me on that one. That's to me, like just, it yeah but it's it's so refreshing to talk to someone that calls himself a christian that's not a right-wing oh, asshole yeah and like, hates that's why i'm so people. fascinated by like this he's, he's he's cool he's like just a, and it's like that's how they're supposed that's how that's, that's how jesus it was, was supposed to be yeah, yeah that's how no, it was supposed totally. to be that's the stuff that jesus was talking jesus talked about anyway um but the 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 first interview with mitch horowitz was great because he you know we talk about magic and occult spirituality and uh just he's a it's just great it's just great but brahm was great i don't know if you know the artist brahm you've seen his stuff if you uh he's he's done work on movies he did the first diablo remember diablo the first video game the the original diablo the the death's head he that was his work he's like been around forever he was one of my inspirations so having him on was really great um steve wang <laughs> had steve who's a big makeup effects guy who did uh predator he was the guy who i think was one of the people who did the original predator like he was the, ah, the so painter cool. on that and designer and yeah so there's t- the thing is i'm excited I, like I, the, <laughs> almost <laughs> here's the thing and i'm not tooting my own horn but it's because it's not me it's the guests it's like almost Nearly everyone, like I would say 98% of the podcast interviews are so good. Every time I get done, I go to my wife. I'm like, that was so awesome. Like, so every time I get done, it's like, she's like, is that, was that the best podcast ever again? <laughs> you know, it's like, but, but they really are good. So it's like, most of them are good. It's really hard to choose them. It's like, they're so I the hate, people are are so interesting I'm to so talk excited to. excited you know? like that. That's, oh my God. I could seriously i could talk to you for hours like this is crazy (laughs) because that's what i will tell you and i'm curious now uh, again we're we're like this is a new realm for me in terms of because it's i will say it's you know it's definitely 
a passion project, what it's become. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always find myself, even after we've stopped recording, I'm still talking with the guests for like, I think one, uh, uh, Jason Ragosta, I think we talked for like two hours after. Like, <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, why did I not just keep recording? <laughs> we have like so many great stories. And- That's what I, I do that at the beginning. <laughs> I, I get in these conversations. <laughs> and that, at this point, I'm like, I don't want to talk about anything. I'm just going to tell you the basics and I want to hit record and then we just go because that's where all the good stuff comes out where you just forget that you're recording. recording no, oh, absolutely. You know I mean? Like that was because I at first I will tell you, like I always had questions written out and then I right. started to find I would like trip up on those. And I so know, exactly, exactly. Like being able to just sit there and like talk with the um, the guests, that's that's the favorite. That's my favorite thing. Um, yeah. I think I'm no good old- at reading questions or anything. I'm just not good at it. Like I just, so I, I will say, I just started into the whole realm of like doing solo reviews, and mm-hmm. I get nervous about doing those because one, like I didn't go to school, I'm not like for film or art or anything, and yeah, so right. when I'm sitting Neither. here, like sitting here, <laughs> you know, I'm talking about what I love about it or why I'm like, this is why I'm saying you should give it your time. You know, I know some people are like. Mm, what are your credentials kind of thing i'm like uh well it's subjective so i mean that's art in general yeah 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 i mean you're 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 a unique person giving your unique perspective and that's all you need to be and i tried to read off like yeah and i was like trying to read off like a like i had some like a word document i'm like i can't i can't read off or i need to either look here or i need to look in the camera it's not gonna work that way (laughs) and so i'm just gonna go with it yeah um because yeah it's just that's the only way i can do it that's the only way i can do it i i will say like i think we did a couple of interviews we were on a press junket and we had questions uh me and the other person and the other guy threw me for a loop and he asked a question like this shady motherfucker okay all right (laughs) i see what you're doing so then i was like well if you're gonna go that route i'm gonna tell a very personal story that's gonna make everyone be like oh and like your question after that's gonna seem like shit (laughs) we have like that relate we were just joking around and he's like i I was like you did it first i was like i was just gonna end it um but yeah that's like that's the best thing um, yeah that's the magic of just doing it by the seat of your pants you know it's like that's where the good stuff is i i really think you know just letting it go natural organic yeah you know? oh my gosh i um so before i let you go i you know i mean we're only just barely to 2023 20, uh one of my favorite things that i do like to ask folks um is like in the past year so but because you know it could always differ i say in the past 365 days so it doesn't you know even right like i said we're just still only barely in january (laughs) we're almost over like what was your favorite thing that um you experienced in horror it could be a movie Mm. um it could be a like a common theme you're seeing um it could be talent in front of or behind the camera i'm just curious like what did you see you're like damn that's that's good oh that's oh god (laughs) you're putting me on the spot here i'll give you an example something that i really have enjoyed um over the past year is um emerging like female talent uh directors that were finally mm-hmm. getting that are finally getting their due like the fact that uh i mean well we know the academy is the academy but the fact that um julia i will butcher her last name but the director of titan like that that i was just like wow that 
that to me was fantastic. And I, was I haven't like, seen it. Damn, it's so good. Is it? it? It's like it's the most wild thing because I mean the whole premise is this female no serial killer that well I mean it's in the trailer. Is she okay? <laughs> female serial killer that ends up having sex with a car. I'll just say that, and it goes. I, I know it sounds crazy, but okay. when you see it, it all works. And then there's a whole other story that goes with it. And it was like, it had this really deep meaning. I mean, it's fantastic. And it's also like, just the first part is just batshit crazy slasher. And then it goes like, just, we're going to get like into your feelings and like, oh my God. Oh, so cool. Okay. I'm going to watch it on your recommendation. I did it's, think of something. I did think of something. Okay. It is. It's pretty recent <laughs> and it's not just because it's recent. It really is like it stuck out to me. And that is Brandon Gravius's book lurking under the surface because <laughs> I seriously, I, I'm going to read this. Like I, this... <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to like, you know, when I interview people, I want to know a little, I ha I saw one podcast with him and I'm like, Oh, he's got a book. I don't usually have time to read. I love reading, but I don't have time. Oh, he's got it as audio book. Okay. I'm just going to, just so I can say I've listened to it to familiarize myself with his work and it ended up being so good it was like i told him on the post podcast it's like you have elevated horror and given it and and told you know your opinion on why it's important and you've also uh showed people that there's a way to interpret the bible and christianity that's that doesn't mean you're a complete asshole yeah prejudice prick it's like Thank it's you. like and so it's like he he made he did both of those things at the same time and i was just so impressed with it it really i was so impressed with the book because you don't know if someone's book's gonna be any good you know it could have just whatever i'm just kind of doing research and end up being like wow this is a this is a great book that's why when i uh recorded the podcast in the intro i was like everybody who listens to the dark listens to the dark art society podcast should really get this book if you're into horror movies You'll appreciate it. You know, it's it's great. So I I, I will be checking that out, honestly, <laughs> because I, I really again, you know, growing up, I was religious. It's funny because uh, not super religious, but we we always used to go to church, all that. Mm -hmm. My neighbors were very religious. And when they I remember because they found out that I'd seen The Exorcist mm -hmm. and I was six at the time <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, uh, hey, I, like show, I showed my kid. <laughs> The 1978 Dawn of the Dead when yeah. it was five. And it, and I know it was it was bad. I just could not wait. But anyway, uh, but well, I mean, <laughs> I, I will say because of that, though, they would always they knew it scared me, like because that was maybe the third or fourth horror. Like Alien was the first. I didn't even mm. know that's what that was until years later. But it's still it's my just oh, I love that. But the yeah. just scared me because of the whole religion as religious mm -hmm. aspect. And my neighbors, would if like they would see I was doing something bad, they're like, you know, you're going to get possessed. I'd be like. And so oh, no. it's very hard for me. I've only seen the movie. I it's I think it's one of the best horror films of all time. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. But it's, it's not amazing. one I, you'll ever see me. I've only watched it maybe three times. Total. Right. I had yeah. to do a rewatch because uh, one of our um, co-hosts, one of their friends was reacting to it. And I, I, I that's also been my favorite things. Watching YouTubers react to horror films is my mm -hmm. favorite thing. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the one where you could see that she almost threw in the towel. She's like, nope. Uh -uh. I, was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, maybe I should rewatch this. Oh, yeah. And after I rewatched it, I was like, oh, God, yeah, nope. It brought back everything. I was like, it's mm, so great good. movie, but I'm not rewatching that. Yeah, it's so good. That's how the the uh, uh, the road is. Do you ever see The Road? No. The Oh, it's like the most realistic 
end of the world movie. Is this the one with Vigo Mortensen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh have my gosh, it? I know the cover, but I have not seen it. And it, it's so it disturbed me so much because it was so real, and I was like, "Oh shit!" If thing, if everything, if this, oh. if society fell apart, this is how it would be, and it was terrifying, and it was, and it was really Ooh. like so realistic. It that I that I, it was so good. I bought the DVD, the Blu-ray. I bought it on uh, whatever Amazon, so I had it, and I ne- I still haven't watched it again. <laughs> it was so, I started a couple times. I'm like. It's too disturbing. You know, it's like in the beginning, it's it's like he's they have one gun, him and it's him and a little kid. He's got to take care of his son. They have one gun with like one bullet or two bullets. And he's the, one of the first scenes is it's not a big spoiler, but is him teaching his son how to shoot him, how to kill himself. Oh, my in case God. They get, in, in case they get captured by some of these like cannibal people that will that go around and eat people so it's like it but it's done in such a realistic way it really and having you know having a kid it's like disturbing because he's like a not eight-year-old kid or something it's great so good but oh i'm gonna have to see this you have to watch it you have to watch it you have to see it at least once it it kind of i think it was too dark for most people but uh i gotta say one thing about the exorcist before before oh no go for it uh I am old enough that I remember when The Exorcist came out and I was little, like really little. And it was like my older brother and sister were talking about it. And I got the, they wouldn't release any photos, but they had an artist go and see the movie from Famous Monsters magazine. I don't know if you know Famous Monsters, but it was like the pre pre uh, Fangoria and mm-hmm. all these horror movies magazines. And so they had an artist go in and do artist renderings of scenes from the movie and there was some one of Reagan with her, you know, and her makeup and everything. And and there's like a scary picture of her in the front, like a painting with her tongue sticking out. Like, mm-hmm. and those scared me so bad just seeing those drawings that I would lay in bed at night, just like full of terror. Just I I couldn't sleep just from those pictures oh and what gosh. people were saying about it. How people were fainting in the theater. And it's like my mind was. It's like I saw just enough in those pictures that it just terrified me i mean again i think <laughs> you you say all that and i've got like terrifier stuff back here i love it because I, I always wondered if in my lifetime i would ever um we would ever experience that or at least see that within the horror genre of something right. that like i hate to say it, but triggers people just to either be violently ill or pass I, i'm like that's what <laughs> Yeah, you're trying to get that fear that you had as a kid and you can't do it anymore. I I think that's like one of the coolest things if you can pull that off. And that's props to The Exorcist. Like it it was for the longest time, the biggest box horror box office um, Mm -hmm. film of all time until just, you know, as of recent when like movies started to do more. But it took forever for that to be like um take like surpassed. But even then still it was, you know, Academy Award. Not like there was. Oh, yeah. People were like. Oh, damn. And it, it is. It's a fantastic film. But yeah. I, I do. I think that's just amazing because like when the stuff came out about Terrifier 2, I, I chuckled because I, I the the amount of times I've seen that film because I love it so much. I'm like, I don't get that. But I'm like, I, I could see how people would. But as a right. horror, you know, loving practical effects, I'm like, I was just in heaven with how they were able to do this. And 
just seeing people post photos. I think one guy posted a photo and it was of his boyfriend sitting outside one of the theaters with a blanket and like a and he's like you he, he couldn't handle. I was like, oh my god, that's the best thing ever. I was like, oh, I just I love that. Yeah, I know that is amazing. It is amazing. That's what you hope for, you know, that kind of visceral reaction when you create a piece of art or something, you know. I, I saw it in I like um I had the screeners, but then it when it got started doing very well, which it's shocked me that and like I figured downtown St. Louis would have, but I didn't think the suburbs would have it. So I was like, oh I'm so excited. I'm gonna go sit down in a theater. And when I walked in, here's this lady with her two kids who didn't look over the age of like 10 or so. I'm oh. like, and I've already seen this, you know, so I'm like, I cannot wait to see the, the reactions. And it was just the um the bedroom scene. And all of a sudden I just hear that mom go, oh, hell no, we're not watching this. I was like, oh, my God, I love this. <laughs> It's like, like night, you know, the original Night of the Living Dead, you, you, you know, that the black and white original. Yes. One. Oh, that's, you know, good. Roger. Rod, yeah, it's a classic. That's one, probably my favorite horror movie of all time, because that's the one that got me when I was like five years old and I saw on TV. But, you know, he in his I don't know. Did you see, did you see the documentary about uh, the dead movies? There's uh, no I'm so behind uh, on like, yeah, it's, do, uh, I forgot what it's called. I have to send you a link. It's like Doc. I don't know. It's a documentary about George Romero and the dead films. And uh, they talk about Roger Ebert in a, uh, reviewing the movie when it came out. Cause that movie was shocking when it came out, there was nothing like it. Mm -hmm. yeah, it seems like, you know, cheesy in a way it's cheap, low budget, but um, oh, no, it was it's like fantastic. Yeah. Like... Yeah. It's serious. It's like serious horror and, and horror movies before that were like, you know, stuff you the parents would drop the kids off in the theater for the mm -hmm. day to watch a goofy horror movie because they're all goofy B movies yep. and they were no, yeah, cheesy, fun horror movies. And then this one was like serious, showing people eating guts, eating people's guts, which they never showed in a movie ever. And uh, Roger Ebert was talking about in the, his review that, like, um, you know, I'm I, I, I you know, I remember looking over and seeing a little girl just uncontrollably crying and kids like <laughs> kids. He said the theater was full of kids oh my God. on their own. And they were all like throwing popcorn and yelling and playing. And as soon as the first, you know, serious zombie scene uh, started, it just went completely silent. And kids <gasps> were like crying. And <laughs> that's, I, oh, my God, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to watch that documentary. It's great. But yeah, that's what can... horror should be. Doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're onto something if you can get the little kids to cry. I mean, nowadays, yes, you're not going to. Most parents would not um, probably drop their kids off yeah, no, to no, horror no. films. I mean, um, but, but you should. You, know? you should. Yeah, right. I mean, there's some. Oh, my God. I mean, if anything, um, I mean, for a while, horror was saving the box office as a recent. Yep. I mean, uh, and I do yeah. love that we're seeing new, new talent. Uh, it just there's just so much that I love about horror and everything you can do with it. So, which again, y'all, I know I, I keep, uh, I really do mean this when I say, like, <laughs> like, like you said, this is head will yeah, knock like, somebody out. It's like, like a six pound book. <laughs> this is. <laughs> Just check it out. Ooh, see, yes. as I just knock off my headphones. 
Uh, I'll put all the links below. Also, check out the podcast. I know I'll be listening to that interview. And um, Lurking Beneath the Surface. Is that? Yeah, Brandon Grafius. I will be buying that book or the audio because that sounds fantastic. You'll love it. You'll love it. You'll love it. Um, Chat, I just want to say thank you for coming on here and just um, getting to talk about your book uh, and just horror in general. Like, this has been... I, I was like, I wasn't sure how this was going to go because I was nervous, <laughs> but this has been a, a fucking blast, oh, man. honestly. Any, yeah, anytime. <laughs> any, anytime you want to talk about movies or anything, you let me know. I'll, I'm down to come on. Like, this was just... <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, with that, everyone, you know, like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. But, honestly, just go check it out. It's just... Oh, my gosh. And, you know what? Till next time, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the horror hour see you next time